welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I'm here with my guest, Chantel Morastica, who is laughing at the name The Potato Files. How are you today, Chantel? I'm good. I'm more laughing at the potato that has the files. <laughs> Have you seen our logo? It's beautiful. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's a good one. It's oh, a good he's one. pulling up a picture of it. Oh, that's a dick. Oh, that's a dick. Look at you. Look at you. You, you know how to play on radio, yeah. right? <laughs> it's all pretend. <laughs> well, welcome to the uh, Never Sleeps Network studio. This is really nice. It's there's a carpet. Right, eh? it's yeah. The floor it's is... A bedroom. It's There's a bed there if you need to take a nap. I'm going to need that. Uh, we've got young Alex right here if you ever want to... Uh, I don't know. Look at Alex. He's all right to look at. I don't know. Sometimes he, he was dresses. wearing the right amount of pants. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got his sports, sports shorts on. Like he just came <laughs> from the sports gym. Sports <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sports, sports shorts. Sports shorts. This is my, uh, my Baba Jewy right here. <laughs> producer of the st- producer of all these fine podcasts here on Never Sleeps Network. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's get down to her. Um, this is uh, it's pretty much just a conversation about you. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Okay. And I want to find out a lot of answers. And I'm let's ready. Get, let's get down to the root of things. Um, we are going to uh, uh, let's talk about the uh, the titties you want to chop off. That's uh, he, that, for, for listeners. He pointed directly at my chest. I pointed at my own chest. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking you were like, at yours. You know, titties. Titties. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting a double mastectomy in 2018 to remove my breasts so that I can have a more androgynous look to me because I identify as non-binary, which is gender non-conforming. Okay. I don't identify as a male or a female. All right. Well, this um, is very new to Jeff's mind because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm just a. You used boy. it in a sentence today, and you used it properly though. And I told Kyle about it, and he was like, "Wow." <laughs> what uh, what wow. I call a non-binary? He said he said, "Hope she makes an honest non-binary non-binary. person of you. He didn't do nothing wrong there. (laughs) I I thought of that. It was melodic. Before I sent that message, Chantel's got a big date after this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. Um, A woman, I take it, you're dating? Or another non-binary person? Oh, I I like to date female identifying people. You like tits? I like them. I love them. Not my own. Somebody said to me, though, a friend of mine said, they were like, well, you're not gay anymore because you don't identify as male or female, so it doesn't matter who you like or what your identity is. And I was like, that's a really weird thing to say and i could tell you thought about that for a bit and did the math (laughs) or the science whatever that is i think if you're you don't identify as anything you're a whole new something that's not yeah that's not i've evolved yeah 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 but i like the old females of the old world (laughs) the breasts and the vaginas of the before time just a nice pretty girl to have on your arm yeah do you like what kind of girl do you like Every type, every type, yeah, every type of woman. Don't give a shit. I notice I don't like curly hair a lot, like really curly hair, but women with curly hair are really beautiful. I'm also queer, so like being like, oh, this is the kind of woman I like. <laughs> women are beautiful in all okay, shapes uh, and sizes. Here, let's come back. What is the difference between gay and queer? This is... Queer is more political, so... If you are bi, you're like, I like I like girls and boys. And if you're queer, you might be polyamorous or you might be pansexual. See, these terms I don't know yet. Polyamorous <laughs> means like you should like, uh, Christoph was polyamorous for a while. You have a primary partner and or, or you can date other, you date many people. Okay. And um, there's like polyamorous communities. And then and that you can go either way, like boys, girls, I non-binaries. Think so. I think queer is just like just putting everything into a nice, like the, a lot of LGBTQ identifying people don't identify as queer. Okay. They, they, there's like LGBTQ. 
LGBT, that's it. Because queer is more, uh, there's people like, I don't know, I learned the term, really like learned what it meant to me when my ex-girlfriend like took me to her hometown, which is Guelph. Mm-hmm. And I was Ooh. like, oh, everybody's here is queer. Okay. Because they're like <laughs> political, like they're anarchists and they'll like fight for what they believe in. And they're like, some of them are freegan. I just call myself queer because it's easier than being like, I'm gay, but I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. Mm-hmm. I am something that you'll never understand. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think that it would mean something for every, but the way I understand it is that it's more political and it's an easy way to envelope a lot of things into one. Okay. And um, let me just get into the psychological aspect. Yeah. Uh, so what about the breasts are you like, it's just, I don't know when like I was a kid. The feel of them, the look of them. Um, when I was a kid, like I would, I would like always like dress uh, like I, when I would, we would play games. I would be like, I was Splinter when we played Ninja Turtles. Uh, but I would I would tape myself back or I would be like, I just didn't understand why women had boobs. And I, I for me, I was like, I'll never get those because that's how you grew up. You get to choose. And mom was like, you're going to have boobs and you're you're going to have to stop eating with your hands and wiping your face on your shirt because that's not what men are going to like. And I was like, this seems like a nightmare. This thing what men will like. I think that that's if I was younger and being trans was even accepted or something that people talked about that my parents maybe would have thought that I was trans. But I'm very mm-hmm. happy. Uh, I was very happy growing up being a woman and I just don't identify as either and it's just the chest is very much it's for the look I don't like it I just don't like them I've never never liked them cool with the vagina cool with my vaginas yeah I think it's um, more about like they just look cumbersome and they feel like a weight that I am not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain gender, body, body or gender dysmorphia. It's just a feeling like it's if one day you would, you would just know if something on you didn't fit. Like you very much identify as a male. Yeah. I've got tits too. I would like to get rid of them as well. <laughs> That's, I, mean, I think that yours are just a little bit of work, but yeah. mine are a little bit I of work. I like go to the gym. Yeah. I can lose mine and I have lost a, like quite a bit when I do lose weight because it's the first place that you lose mm-hmm. weight as a woman, but they just never felt right and I used to cry my eyes when I was like it was a threat in my house and I was like you'll get boobs you'll get a period you'll love boys and I was like none of these things are true uh how's the relationship with your parents very good very yeah, it's not very no it's it's strained in the way that they don't know how to handle it or talk about it so okay. we don't and my they ask my brother questions but he's like very much oh he's like, I'm a white guy and he'll be mm-hmm. like I'll tell you why Chantel doesn't identify and he has no idea anyone in my family is in the type to like I'll read about it so I can understand it better. They're like, I don't get it, and I'm scared. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll admit I don't understand it, and I do. So I, I apologize if I say anything uh, like uh, at a line because I, I just I'm ignorant to the whole situation. I think that it's important that people ask questions. Yeah, if no, they, well, that's why I asked. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's so much more important to ask questions and even say that, like, even if it's like, oh, I'm not saying something right, so that you know when you instead of just like hearing it from other people and being like, I think that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. That's great that you asked me on here to clarify because yeah, yeah. I think for a lot of people they're like, you're so brave, but they have no idea what I'm talking about, and they're like, okay, but keep doing you. You know. <laughs> well, I, I've seen like, because um, everything changing with like well, when you gotta uh, check a box you know like what there's you, more boxes yeah there's a lot more boxes and to me I'm just like when did this happen because like like I understand like people don't feel that they are who they are and they want to change and all that stuff but I I don't I don't remember when feelings anyone give a shit about those you know like because it was used to be you were a man or a female and then whatever you could do what you want but 
there was no box for you to check. But now it's a yeah, more that it liberal, was, liberal sort of society where it's all coming to the forefront. If you think about sex or gender, it is all a construct of society. So having a box that's male or female and someone being like, no, they've always have to just put with the parts that they were born with. And some people are born intersex, so there's not even a box for them. So mm-hmm. like every time I've ever checked that box, I've been like, ugh, I roll. Like, what does that mean? Like, it does it. Yeah. Why do you have to fill that out? That's just part of society that we do like men look like this and women do this and that's why women make less but we know that body's not yours and there's just all these rules but why is like i guess my my identity of being non-binary is kind of like being like what why and ever since i came out is that i feel more comfortable like doing more effeminate things that me used to feel gross to me like Mm -hmm. i feel like now that i could put on nail polish and not be like oh this is so gay (laughs) 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 i'm not a chick (laughs) because it's all about how where you place those things like you should be able to put on mascara if you want to if you're like it just makes it look fuller i've got great eyelashes that we gender that make no sense yeah you should be repping them i've got a mani pedi before and you know what it felt pretty it felt really good. good but then when you go like for me like I've always been more I guess like butch but I'm not soft butch um, but when I go for mani petties with my friends or with my mom because that's something that she really likes to do I always just feel like I'm like this is so ugh, this is so feminine but it's yeah. that's just because we make it that way it's just grooming yourself which yeah, yeah. is totally you can care about yourself and not. I, I felt so bad when this girl was working on my feet I'm like you don't get paid enough for this oh all. but like most women's feet are they're rougher yeah <laughs> They're rough. I do have delicate feet. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, they're terrible. She's like, these are the softest feet. You don't work, do you? Do you? <laughs> I, I thought you'd have gout, at least. <laughs> with my drinking, I, I had my ankle hurt the other day. I was like, well, must have gout. Yeah. D- didn't, even, didn't even question it. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even go to the doctor. Like, ah, self-prescribed gout. And I give myself two beers and I'll call myself in the morning. Oh, funny, funny. Okay, you grew up in Winnipeg? Winnipeg. Right in the city or out? In the, the suburbs of Winnipeg. I guess in the suburbs. Uh, what, what, what's that? Like? I think Winnipeg Desolate is all or? a suburb, and then there's just the downtown. Mm. It's all just like white people being like, "We all made our lunch at the same time." Off to the city, Tom, Dad, <laughs> male part of the house. It feels it, like it's all kind of so, suburbs. A traditional household then, mom and dad. and Yeah, uh, and me and my brother. You and your brother? Nuclear family. Nice, nice. And um, mom and dad are still together? Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. Nice, happy family. Yeah. And it still turned out like this. What I know. Happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> What's it like, like being queer and gay in Winnipeg? Because your mom's always trying to tell you you're going to like boys one day, but like you knew you were gay forever. Yeah, I knew since I was four years old when I just knew that I liked the girls. They looked prettier. Mm-hmm. And, what, and when I got to make sense of all those emotions, it was like, well, that means you're, I was gay. I'm was, gay. Was there ever, because you grew up knowing, was there ever a moment where like you... Um, you had to come out of the closet or people just, your family I had to, I had to come out. I was like, just the, my growing up, like Winnipeg's very blue collar and like very homophobic and racist. Like there are people have truck nuts and like, where they're like, go jets, even though the team was dead for like 20 years of my life, you know, like that's still people scream that in your face. You're like, they, they're not even here. They came back. They came back though, because of the strength of those white people. Um, growing up in my family was like, my dad be like, Hey, Michael Greg and my family are in town. He's like, get kids, get in the car. We're going to go yell the faggots at the Marilyn Manson concert and we yeah. ex- did exactly that Jeez. or we'd be like driving down the bridge and like a guy would be running my dad's like look at that you faggot you know and like it was just like and I got all through elementary school and high school I was teased and they told me my bullies told me later because I like we grew up together that 
them teasing me for being gay was the only thing that I crapped at because they called me fat. They didn't want me to be the head of the friend group anymore, but mm-hmm. then it became homophobic and then it became very homophobic. So oh. I had to change schools. Oh, shit. And they just didn't do anything. In any school that I was in, they just like made me stay. Like they'd be like, you don't walk to school, cl- class with all of them. They just made me avoid them, which wasn't like, they never reprimanded them for calling me gay because it's not a punishment because that's, was totally okay to call people gay when mm-hmm. I was growing up. And my parents were just I think, like, like, yeah, like, because I grew up in the 80s and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a stigma yet. Yeah, I'm 33. So it was just like, yeah, people are faggots and you could ever call everybody a faggot mm-hmm. or a gay lord. And I'd, I'd be like, thank well, you. I love gay lord. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, right? And I was like, get out of here. Like, of all of them, <laughs> you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was basically everyone surrounding me growing up. I just knew that it was so wrong to be gay. Like, and it was. When I was like uh, 17, I came out, I was like, bye to my friends. And they were like, right, cool. And then when I was 19, I was dating a boy for like two years. Because I went to the gay bar. Oh, I went to the gay bar. And I was like, I'm going to date a girl. And I'm going to come out and be fully gay. I'm not just bi. And I went, I made out with this girl who was like probably much older than me. Like, I have no idea. I was like 17 or 18. (laughs) And then I was like, if this doesn't work out, I'll date that boy in the kitchen. Because I'm bisexual. (laughs) And then I went back the next week to like see her again. I had a rose. And she was like, what? Who the fuck are you? And And like pushed the rose into my face. And I was like. I'm straight. <laughs> and then I asked this boy out, TJ, in the kitchen. We dated for like two and a half years. And he, I found out like right before we broke up that he like cut up bodies for the Hells Angels. I probably shouldn't have said his real, I didn't say his full name, TJ Sprock. Um, <laughs> no, but he was like, he did all the, like all these terrible things. And he was like getting addicted to meth. And he was like a drug, like all these things I didn't know about him. Cause he's like, I cleaned up my act to date you. I was like, did you? You're a terrible person. <laughs> so my mom was like, break up with him, break up with him. And she's like, he's mentally abusive. He did this. He was worked for the Hells Angels. And I was like, it's not that. It's not that. And then I knew that I had to come out to be away from that boy mm-hmm. and to be able to move on with my life because I was just a badass. Cause I was like, I can't be myself. I'm James Dean. <laughs> I'll just gas and go and smoke cigarettes in the car and be like, who you smoke in the car? <laughs> and then finally she was like, you have to break up with him. She's like, then why? And I was like, I'm gay in her face. And my mom was like, Oh, I guess we'll deal with that later. Just break up with your boyfriend for now. And my dad was laying on the couch reading the newspaper and he just like licked his finger, flipped the page and he was like, dump him. And that's like, that's how it came out. But it was, and then my mom had to like go to Rainbow Resource Center and get like the resources to get through it. And oh, like, the, uh, sorry, your daughter's gay pamphlets. Yeah. Yeah. And she would just like phone me and be like, so I was talking to a man at the Rainbow Resource Center. Um, her voice is a lot like any gay male voice that people do as well just to (laughs) put that out she's like i was talking to a guy at the rainbow resource center and he said that if you're gay you can't control your fantasies so that if your fantasies are about women that might mean that you're gay and i was like mom i'm just at the mall are you asking me if i have fantasized about women she's like no that's so oh my god you know yeah and i was like yes i'm definitely gay it's not a phase and that's like the last time she really talked to me about it Mm -hmm. and then they just started being like we don't actually discuss it and then as i became more of an activist about like people hating queer people, I guess, like just being mm-hmm. proud. Then they just came around to it more and now they go and volunteer at prides, but it's still something that they don't really, they feel uncomfortable talking about, but it's not, I'm not hated in my family. Mm-hmm. It's just, we don't, they never, nobody ever asks me if I have a girlfriend or how that's going. Um, two years with this guy. Yeah, obviously uh, you gave him the goods then. I did. I'm not a gold, I'm not a gold star. What's it like, like when you have sex with a man, like, is it just, 
Is there any enjoyment at all or is it just uncomfortable or is it just like, this isn't right? It was uncomfortable, yeah. I'll say. I think that like men are great and your bodies are great for what they're, they're like, you're kind of gross. Um, but it was just very uncomfortable. And I would, I would always think of women that I had crushes on when I was having sex with them. And then <laughs> I got like the dykiest haircut and like started to get more piercings and just be like, cause I was like, I'm going to come out any second now. And he's like, you just have this new look and you just like won't touch me anymore and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Did he have an inkling? No, he had no idea. And then he like, he stalked me for quite a while afterwards. Oh. And then, oh my God, my friends were like, this is like two years ago, Jeff. My friends were like, Claire and Nick went camping in Winnipeg and they were like, do you know what guy named TJ? And I was like, oh yeah, is it this TJ? And they were like, I don't know. We went, we rented a cabin in the woods and the man who owned the cabin in the woods next to us came to our fire one night and was like smoking his own cigarettes and like just doing like, he was that creepy man who went off the grid and lived in the woods. Yeah. And he only talked about me. Like all he talked about was still me. And it was like, until they were like, wait, do you mean Chantal Morostica? And he's like in the woods whittling, thinking about me. And I was like, that's good though. That it means at least years, someone loved years. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many years ago would that have been? He's hanging 14, on. 15 years? He's hanging on. Mm -hmm. that, uh, fuck, I guess that lesbian puss is pretty uh, attractive, eh? It's pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this might be too personal. Uh, no, it's probably too personal. Because I, I, you, you said it was uncomfortable having sex with a man. But uh, where do you fall on the dildos? and whatnot you I like the penetration or you just like the the outer rim rubbed around you know? I've never um, I've never used a strap or anything that's something that I've been very interested in and like exploring that with like a partner but like whenever I don't know girls don't like to like go and shop for that kind of thing and I don't want to be like I need my own dick you know like yeah. it's just but that's like I would like to I guess before I was comfortable being like now coming out as non-binary like I'd be like oh because it was it seemed like such a line in the sand that it would be like I don't like penises because mm -hmm. like men would make jokes like if you don't like dicks why do you guys like dildos so much I'm like shut up <laughs> it's like, so yeah Penetration is cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just... I like a couple fingers in there, um, uh, but I don't, I've never been like, I've never had sex. I've never been penetrated with a strap on or anything like that. Okay, okay. Just a couple digits in there. Yeah. Shove them down. All you need? Shove those hot dogs down this hallway because that's all I need. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just, um, I'm a giver. Good, good, good. <laughs> that's not an uncomfortable question for me, but I guess it would have like even making jokes, like being like, like making a joke like that would make me uncomfortable years ago. Cause yeah, you'd be like, yeah. you just don't talk about penises. Cause well, the thing but is, it's you, nothing you're not is black and white a like dildo, that. Eh? That'd be weird. Yeah. You're just like hitting yourself in the face with it. You know, that move when they like, I got to tease them a bit. <laughs> yeah. When they, what's that in porn when they like put their tongue in their cheek and then they're like, Oh, oh tap, yeah. tap, tap. I'm like, who's, who's that for? I did that once with TJ cause I saw it in a porn and I hit his penis on my face and I was like oh my god why that was definitely not for me uh, oh I get it so all right. I've never told anyone that hey well now you, <laughs> me and my 12 listeners <laughs> on it. the potato files yeah I think the only one who listens to this is uh, Tim Golden so <laughs> he's gonna know all your secrets now. cheers to you Tim <laughs> Uh, what about uh, what's home life like growing up? Like middle class? Um, I think that we were middle class and my dad got laid off of his job and I think we were really poor but my dad was like he fought like so hard to keep the family afloat that we never noticed. Mm-hmm. 
So I think we were middle class. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what did he do that he got laid off from? Uh, he was the head accountant for, for Superstore okay. Canada. And yeah. then they were like, oh, there's younger people that will do this job. He had like six secretaries. Jeez. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dad, <laughs> Tommy <laughs> boy. Knee, knee, oh, knee deep. <laughs> and the, yeah, he, so he was like a big deal. And I think that that's like, he made a lot of money, I think. And then, cause like Westfair Foods is like all of that. And then they just laid him off cause they found someone younger yeah. that could only have one, that needed one secretary. That's what big business does that's what they do so my dad was just like okay so we're poor now mom staying at home or my mom was a stay-at-home mom and then she was also like a seamstress she'd like paint like precious moments things and like do little jobs she's like just like if you imagine like a woman cross-stitching and she was like writing something like super cute or like writing something for me like eat my like tell me i don't know i don't know i can't, i had nothing there and i was like this is a perfect opportunity uh, my mom was just like a classic mom and then she started like selling beauty products the last like 10 years like she's like an avon lady now mm-hmm. but yeah and nothing my dad also like had and my dad had leukemia then he got oh, hepatitis geez. c from that and then how's he doing he's good he just um he's been in remission for it was i think 29 years december 30th of this year oh my. he's been in remission uh from cancer and he is gonna get a test back in the next couple of weeks like because he's he went on a drug i think he's rid of hepatitis c because they basically found a cure he's been oh. the guinea pig for a lot of drugs because the hepatitis c foundation like pays for that to yeah. just try to help the families because the like settlement for that shit was just bulk it was bs <laughs> didn't have enough money just to die yeah. but i think that he's fully cured from that so he's just like my dad my, my dad's always like i got in another bike accident oops my heart attack like he's always <laughs> on the verge of death so but he he's always provided for the family and he just retired at like 64 this year okay good 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 but it was good i had a really good childhood yeah. my brother religious yeah my family was roman catholic so oh, we go to church so every extra Sunday. Hated, eh? yeah i was uh i raised catholic um, and my grandma, like a stern Irish Catholic woman, she would not like you. I'll tell you that. Oh no, my um, grandma. My grandma was fine with me get, being engaged because she was like the only Catholic person I've ever met that was just like really was happy to be loved by God. Like I've never seen that before. Someone like my yeah. grandma that's so unjudgmental and just like God loves us all. Like not in a psycho way. Like she would she'd yeah, never yeah. talk about it. She would just pray about everything and be like, "We, my prayer group is praying for you." I'm like, "When do you see them? You're so busy." No, my grandma's more of a. Uh, Everything in that book is fucking legit. Yeah. <laughs> Too so, legit to quit. Yeah. Like years ago when the uh, Canadian government passed the law for gay marriage. Yeah. It was like the last thing they did and then went on summer vacation because our, our government takes the summer off. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the last bill they passed. They're like, <laughs> see you in September. <laughs> and um, Scoot, bam, blow. Yeah. And uh, my uh, grandma, she's got a farm out in Niagara Lake and she sent my aunt out. She was like, go put the flag at half mast. And it was like, the, the farm is like what? Right, right on the main highway going into town. And like everyone knew it. There's a sign like the Paul family farm and the flags at half mast the entire summer. And people were like, who died? And I was just like, oh, don't ask. The institution of <laughs> yeah, marriage. Yeah, that's yeah. who. It's like she was very Oof. upset about that. And it's funny because. That's I, so embarrassing. I know. It's very embarrassing. And then because we got a very large family. Like my dad's got. Uh, there's seven in his family and they mm-hmm. all have multiple children. And now finally there's one that's uh, at least out being gay. Um, I don't know if there's others that are that hiding, are hiding uh, because of the Irish Catholic upbringing. <laughs> but now, like I just found out that my one, uh, my 
my one cousin, she's like 18, 19. She's, uh, she's living with a woman. I'm like, Oh man, good for you. <laughs> we made one. <laughs> I'm the only gay in my family, but like my, both my grandmothers and my grandfathers, uh, both died either before I was born or when I was really young. My one grandma was very, very much hated, but she had Alzheimer's. So I think when my dad told her, she was like, that fucking bitch. <laughs> and then she forgot about it. But she would have like, I don't know. It was like whenever she'd see me after, I think, because they were like, they didn't, they don't talk about it on the Morastica side. Like nobody's ever, I think it was like four years ago that my, my cousin Jen, my brother was like, oh yeah, Chantel's gay. Like they've been out for 15 years at that yeah. time. And Jen was like, what? And then phoned everyone. And then my cousin Pam phoned everyone. And then like two minutes later, it was like everyone in my family was like, so you're gay? And I was like, oh my God, you didn't know I was gay? Like, look at me. Like four years ago, like I still looked exactly like this. So it was like, that's a shocker. But yeah, we, they just never spoke about it. And my grandma was so homophobic and so racist. Even to the end, like in a really cute way where she'd be like, look at look at the way I'm doing this. And I'd be like, don't do that. Don't do that. No, that's so, okay. You're making it into a bit. All right. You're so crazy. Oh, that's funny. Um, so what's, uh, are you a popular kid growing up? Like your oh, school no. or no? I was a funny kid. So I always had people around me and I always had friends, but it was like, I got bullied. So I guess I was like, I'm being funny. Oh, did you say something? No, something funny back. <laughs> so people like congregated to me and wanted to hear what I had to say, but it wasn't like, like last day. It was like, they were like, oh, that's the funny one. Were you a good student though? No, no. So you're just class clown and class clown. I was just big, a big dumb, dumb. Um, me and my friend Liz would always just try to like one up what we could do in class. Like Liz was like, she's straight, but she was like, I guess like very like when our teacher finally, like when we pulled like a big prank, like what we, I think we smoked a cigarette in class without her. And she was like, I know what you're doing. Like you look kind of thing. Like you come out and you, and you go get laid or something. And then she like sat her desk. Cause what she said to us was like, so inappropriate. Like mm-hmm. she just like burst, like go get fucked already. And we were like, what? <laughs> but it was just always just trying to like, do anything but I, I learned as an adult that I have ADHD and it made a lot of sense about how I understood like I was in French immersion but I only passed because I was charming you still got the French oh I can't speak French anymore <laughs> like I lived in Montreal like I started my career in Montreal so like my French was still there but people would always be like what a cute accent I'd be like I'm never speaking again <laughs> but I just I wasn't good at French like I never spoke French in French class can you pick it up if you hear it now like you, you like yeah I can I can fully understand it and I can write but it's like the grammar is going to be fucked mm-hmm. but when I try to speak to well, someone grammar is fucked to begin with yeah <laughs> like everything is masculine and feminine Stop putting these chains on me. <laughs> I don't speak French and I don't speak to the French. So <laughs> that's very fair. <laughs> I guess I remembered it different. Like when I lived in Montreal, I'd be like in packet. Okay. And I'd have my French like ordering my pack smoke. So it's like the only time I spoke French, mm-hmm. even though I worked in a restaurant where 50% of the clientele was French. I'm just like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'd be like, and then when I went back to Montreal to like do comedy works or whatever, I went in and I was like, can I, I'm just, and they were like, it's fine, just speak. And I was like, oh, thank God, things have changed. <laughs> or they just are like, just speak English, you idiot. <laughs> when did you start smoking? When I was 15. 15. You still smoking? Yeah, 18 years, buddy. Ugh, I quit seven years ago. I was, did you? Yeah, I was a chain smoker. I don't know why. I guess you just look so much like a smoker that I imagine you smoking every time I see you. <laughs> I smoke weed. It. Like you probably <laughs> yeah, see me I smoking see you weed the, every time. With a doobie. Um, uh, let's get back to uh, your, uh, your relationship with your brother. Is he older or younger? 
He's older. He's three, older? Two and a half years older. Um, was he a good student? Yeah, very good. So it was always, uh, you were always... He was compared. a very good boy. And you were the uh, the troublemaker, mm-hmm. the, 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 the dreamer. I was the bad girl. <laughs> I would, my mom would say, your brother's smart, but you're street smart. And I was like, good, I'll become a coke addict. <laughs> Thanks. Did you get into drugs? I did, yeah. When yeah. I was living in Montreal, I got I got into the like Just for Laughs, like the Montreal show. But I was like, my first Just for Laughs, it was like in 2006 or seven. And then like that was when I like first around when I tried coke and it was very like quick just was like I have a mood disorder so I was just like no Brock bottom was so fast luckily so mm. I didn't have to like wake up and be 30 <laughs> I just got to move back to Winnipeg and how many years were uh, you, you living the high life in uh, Montreal then I lived in Montreal for three years, but I was only like an addict for like six months. It was really quick. I was like, like, I I was like snorting a line. Then I was like, I'm cutting my own hair. And then all of a sudden I was in a car back to Winnipeg and I was like, that was really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had had a going away show and I didn't even know it was a going away show. So, so fucked. Like Mm -hmm. I, I was just like, um, and Deanne Smith when I like came up together and we were pretty close and then Deanne was like yeah everybody was like Chantel's on fire right now and then she was like what she said she's like she's literally on fire right now you guys we need to help her but then I went back to Winnipeg and yeah straightened up straightened up uh-huh. <laughs> uh, flu rat you know what are you doing are you, are you, are you keeping clean these days yeah I'll do like MDMA sometimes and if like I'm really drunk and I'm like if you even touch your nose I'll be like what are you doing and they'll be like no 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 time to go Oh, <laughs> it's very easy for me to be because my little German shepherd ears go up and I'm like, gee, what's in your nose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, see, I, I never got into the Coke and I'm happy I didn't because you know I, so many people that are just like, I don't have an addictive personality. And that's like such oh, a great, I do have yeah. an addictive personality. So I just, I'm like, I gotta just never away. tried it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. When people are like, I've just never tried it. I'm like, keep it that way. No, it's good. I, Cause the first two times you're gonna be like, what is this? And then you're gonna be like, give it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, my, my, I did a lot. A lot of acid when I was a, a That's young something boy. I never got into. I did too much, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I did we'll mushrooms. See if residual, residual effects down the road, but I don't. I think you would have been over. Yeah, now. it's been over twenty years since I've tried it. So, but I don't know. I'm just smoking weed and uh, mushrooms a couple times a year. I stopped doing mushrooms like when I was about twenty eight because I felt like it was so real. Once I was my brain was fully formed, I was like, oh my god, I have to work tomorrow. I have a dog. <laughs> like I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Do you have a dog now? Yeah, I have a Chihuahua, a Chihuahua wiener dog. Chihuahua. Nice, nice. Her name's Sprocket. That's all right. Hey, eh? how old is she? She's two now. They um. And she identifies as a girl? Uh, yeah. She doesn't mind being misgendered. She looks like a boy and she gets he all the time. She doesn't care. She's just like like her mama. <laughs> I do call her, her, I call myself her mama, which I'm like, that's confusing. <laughs> Kyle will be like, stop gendering yourself wrong. I'm like, I can be a mother still. <laughs> I got her from Save, her, Save Our Scruff, which is like a one of those adoption things where like white women are like oh my god that poor dog from Egypt let's bring it home with us <laughs> and they were like she's six months old and she's potty trained and blah 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 and then they were like actually she's eight weeks old I'm like yeah she doesn't have any teeth like she was a puppy like yeah, yeah. some white women were just in the Dominican Republic and they were like this poor Chewini like she, she's so she has so much bad like separation anxiety because she was just some white women were like <laughs> we'll save her I find a lot of dogs these days have separation anxiety yeah, because we give them so much attention and we take them away from their parents too young, I think. That's yeah. just me making up things, though. 
Maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't have a dog. I want a dog. It's- I wanted a dog so long, for so long, so badly, and I had like rabbits and turtles. I could always like have a like. And it's really nice to have a dog, but it's just so much work. I know, I know. We got a we got a cat. Kira's got a cat. I just yeah, like that. Like I have turtles I at home, but I just have to like again. be like, hey, are you still alive? And they're like, we're still good, man. <laughs> and we just feed it every day, and they're fine. You ever uh, been over to uh, Ian Gordon's house? He's got a tortoise. That he has just, a tortoise that just roams free in his apartment. He's got his little thing in the corner, but it's not. He's not bound anything. Really? He can, yeah, you can just walk around the whole apartment. Ian has never told me about that. Yeah, yeah. People come over to his, like his name's I, Tortor. Tortor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have way too many turtles because some of them are like, I was like, I have to rescue you. But it was like just me being stupid. I have four turtles and Jeez. two giant and two different giant tanks because I take good care of them. But like <laughs> people come over and they're like, so what's in all these tanks? And I'm like, it's a lesbian thing, but I'm not a lesbian. I'm sorry. I have so many turtles. <laughs> like when I have women over, I'm like, I don't know. My roommates are just crazy. I don't know why there's so many turtles in my room. My roommates, right? <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> did did you educate yourself after high school? I went to university for like a hot second. My yeah. parents wanted me to have a backup plan. They're like, you're going to be a drama teacher. That was your, that's a dream you have. And I was like, is it? I, I feel like I said stand up comic a lot ever since I was eight, but whatever. That was always the, the goal? Yeah. When I was a little, little kid, I was like, I was like, I'm going to be a singer, mom. I don't know when, but, and like, I, and I was like one day and I had like, my brother was in like music school and he actually became an opera singer. He was a okay. bass baritone opera singer. And then my parents were going to put me in voice lessons. And I was like, mom, am I a better singer than Whitney Houston and my, and, um, uh, Mariah Carey and she was like no <laughs> and I just stopped I didn't want to be a singer anymore and I still sing and I, I know I have a good voice but it's just something that I use in my act mm-hmm. but I was like I'm not gonna be a singer because you put me down of course <laughs> I'm better than Whitney <laughs> and then I was like I want to be a comedian because I liked making people laugh but my, my parents said I have to have a backup plan that any good person has a backup plan which isn't true mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then I was in university for like a year and a half but I was basically just like what were you taking I was in education and I was at a um, major in drama minor in English in the education program at okay. the University of Winnipeg so I was like oh, in f- lived yeah. at home yeah when I first moved out for the first time I'm Italian I moved out like at like I guess like 21 when I moved to you guys aren't supposed to do that what move out the Italians you live at home until you find a nice person yeah to make a- <laughs> Honest, non-binary. <laughs> He's doing such a good you. job. He's doing such a good job. You know that place in your memory you look at and you're like, "Don't fail me." It's doing you a good job. <laughs> um, no, I. Uh, no, it was just a joke because I know a lot of Italians. Oh no, I forgot what you said, and then I was leave. like, "What am I thinking about right, right now?" I'm just pretending to think just about the something. Italians never leaving. No, we we don't. My brother stayed for a really long time, and then, um, yeah, I stayed at home during university because we were like expected to pay our own. I didn't pay for my own. I was like, "Mom, I don't want to go anymore. Pay for those bills. Thanks. I'll be in Montreal." <laughs> uh, yeah, but just after a year and a half, I just dropped out because I just wasn't doing anything for me. So, and I there was no mics at all in Winnipeg. Like rumors yeah. had an open mic every two months, and I was like. Nah, that's not gonna do it. So I just moved, yeah. got, got it, and I should have like. Did you Did you ever get on stage in Winnipeg? Uh, well, twice. twice. I, my friend. Is it first time. First time and second time. Yes, okay. I, I went like my friend Corey had like a, a variety show at a coffee shop, and I did stand up for the first time, and everybody there was there to see me try stand up for the first time because it was always my dream, and I just like read off of a paper. Yeah, and I the did, second I did one time, of those shows too. Yeah, where you just like because you don't even like I've never yeah. I don't think uh, the only stand up I'd ever watch is like 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 Whoopi and Robin Williams. So I was like, they probably do this before they go on stage, right? Well, it wasn't like the like you know how some people are like crazy, and it's like this is the point I'm going to hit. It'd be like moms are crazy. I'm like okay, well, I can riff about this for a bit. I had a pretty like I remember I had a, I had them all listed out and it was 
just uh, okay. That, All right, but Check. I had it. I was like, okay, told that joke, and it was like, Check. But yeah, yeah I, had, I had tried like two open mics in Toronto, and then I went back home, and I, my buddy owned a bar, and I was like, I'll do comedy at your bar. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, like pretty much like read off a piece of paper, and then I remember my buddy came and like brought a chair on stage and just sat down beside beside me on the stage. I'm like, like, dude, what are you doing up here? He's like, best seat in the house. I'm like. I go, yeah, I'm trying to trying to work up here, man. He goes, yeah, people bother me at work all the time. I'm like, all <laughs> Let's right. take this show on the road. <laughs> like, all right. And he just sat there and laughed, and uh, we had a back and forth, and it was an odd one. But. That sounds like a lot of things that happened. When I went, went back, when I kind of had a scene going, and like I started, helped progress that. I was gone for three years, so stuff was happening, but it's like... Well, who are you watching when you're eight years old to know you want to be a comic? Like, who's your first album? Like... I just loved Robin Williams so much. I thought that's what it was. And then I guess like I watched Ellen. I don't really know. It was just like you get that thing in your head. And I've never, I talked to Erica Sigurdsson about this. Like I've never been one to watch stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I watch, we watch so much of it. Yeah, because yeah. we're always I, I can't there. Watch and we, and like, yeah, when people are like, did you watch this special? And what about this podcast? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll, that's why I like horror movies. That's why I like cartoons. Cause I, that's, I get enough of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started in improv. So that's like, when I was like 12 years old, I started in acting lessons doing improv and then did that throughout high school and um now that there's like an improv scene i'm like mm, i wish i was like an improviser and then i see the way that like, they touch each other and i'm like i'm really good with never touching or sharing emotions with anyone i'd like to be alone on the stage thank <laughs> yeah, you yeah thank you stop taking my light <laughs> i'm a diamond <laughs> you're yelling at the audience pick better suggestions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i was an, an improv team in high school and i'm very much Looking back on it, I probably was really overbearing. <laughs> and I was like, it's me. It's not this one. Uh, so the the big move from Winnipeg is to Montreal? Yeah, to Montreal. And then and that was uh, a pursuit of stand-up then? Mm-hmm. You're like, I saw Montreal on TV. Yeah, I didn't even Google it. Like, I didn't even, like, I would have just, I guess, probably moved directly to Toronto. And mm-hmm. maybe things would have been different. But it was good to, like, get that drug addiction out of the way, I guess. <laughs> um, and, like, that's where I met. I met Christoph and Deanne kind of started at the same time as me. So... Mm-hmm. No regrets, but it was, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I just should have looked it up because I moved there and I was like, so there's one, there's two comedy clubs. There's one in Winnipeg, I guess. How many are there in Toronto? (laughs) Do we have any comedy in this country? I I don't know. I just Uh, moved from a one horse town to a two horse town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all had our own like independent shows, but it was just like, you had to like, just do weird amateur nights until you could get weekend time at the nest or at the works, which was hard to get. Mm -hmm. It was such a small scene. It still is. I was surprised when I moved here that it was like, that it hadn't grown bigger. It almost like seemed like it got smaller and that well, it's weird that it even. is a small scene when it hosts like the biggest festival in the world yeah like and when i came was coming i was like massimo and mike patterson those guys were like the people i was like oh my god one day i'll be like them and then when i moved to toronto I was massimo's roommate and i was like yeah we're the same <laughs> yeah i'm like you <laughs> this bar, makes sense bar was razor every now and again. <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> Uh, Massimo's a great guy. Massimo's the best. We became really close living together. Um, Yeah, no, I think uh, a lot of the people that come down from Montreal, they're usually, uh, usually good folk. Yeah, it's like, I it's but then, I, then it's again, like when, the shitbags will just disappear into the system anyway. So. Yeah. Well, anybody that's like, well, DJ just moved here and Noor moved here. And then Who's DJ? DJ Mausner. She oh, okay. co-won Homegrown with yeah, Courtney. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, just okay. moved here like right at the start of September. But anybody that kind of like, it's just like Winnipeg or like, there's like, there are, there's a good scene there, but it's just like, it's so far away from where the actual scene is in Canada, which is more like Toronto or Vancouver yeah, that yeah. like, it's almost like a place that you hide and get really good, like a farm team. And yeah, but can like, you get 
good? Like I am good. So when I was in Winnipeg, like I worked on me and like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Uh, I always find like the more you're pushed and the more like the more competition you have. The yeah, more you I definitely yourself. as soon as I got here, I was like, holy shit, I don't know anything. And I would knew like because I would produce I would have to produce my own shows to have any queer content, to have any content where there was yeah. I wasn't the only woman on a lineup because it's very sexist back home. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that I was able to grow because I was marginalized. And that's the only reason, because there isn't a place to grow with every single mic. There is an open mic. None of them are book shows. And if they are book shows, like I wasn't even though I was so much more progressed than other comics, I wasn't allowed to host rumors because I was a woman and then I won a contest and I was like I am hosting and then I'm moving (laughs) but I think that you can grow to a certain extent but when you come here you have you just have your toolbox so that you're ready for the shark tank because like I got here I did JFL I like was in I was in top comic in 2014 in the finals like with Pat Thornton and Darcy Michael and Faisal and I did a show uh, like Nick Brazo was like do the show at the comedy bar for JFL 42 as well like here's an extra show with it's with you Rebecca Cole and Sarah Hennessy and I was like and I love both those comics so mm-hmm. much, but I was like waiting to go on. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Cause I was like, they were just so naturally. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that I was using every tool in my toolbox, but it, like, as soon as I moved here, I leveled up com- mm-hmm. like right away. Cause there's just so much that you have to learn. And there's and things also take time too. Like you, you can, but you can go to like four, I could go to four shows a night and have a closer by the like start a stro- joke. And then it'd be done by the end of the night. Like yeah. there's so much more to do. It's not just like waiting for an open mic. Like sometimes in Winnipeg, if like in, in the summer, like I'd, wait like two weeks to get on stage you because unless... up friends hey <laughs> hey <laughs> hi how's that mic i do every day hey what's the deal with airplane food just <laughs> stop calling shit <laughs> you gotta just get a day job i don't know did you ever have to do any josh mode day, day jobs oh yeah i served and bartended for like since i was 15 so that's 18 years yeah, yeah. you still doing that no i just no. do comedy right now but like It's tight. Oh, it's very tight. I just don't want to do anything else. It feels like a step down. So I just like, I'm like, can I produce more? Can I, what Mm -hmm. work can I create for myself? Well, that's the thing here too. Like it's, you you gotta, you gotta be proactive. Yeah. Um, But like when it's, it shocks me like that some people that I'm like, what do you do? Like, cause they're working, but they don't do, mm -hmm. I don't know. Just like things seem to fall on some people's laps and yeah, not yeah, on yeah, others. Yeah. I don't like, for me, I'm just like every day I'm like, okay, I got to pay rent. So I have to be here and then there and then there. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about like doing something like maybe volunteering during the day. Cause I like, get really bored, but maybe I should just get a writing gig. I don't know. <laughs> Anyone hiring? <him? laughs> Anybody hiring? <laughs> Probably not listening to this if they are. Yeah. <laughs> like the five one nine. Are you guys, <laughs> you guys are listening, right? But you, now it's, uh, I don't know. It's, you've been here a while. So you're, uh, three years in December. Yeah. You're in tune with the whole scene and everything's, Going good for you, it seems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I sure did it. I don't know. I think we're all just uh, sitting around waiting to fail. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's it's a weird, like, because I... It's just a scary job. It's well, so... yeah, I have I have a day job, which I, I hate that I have it and I don't want it, but I'm just, when I, like, just crunch the numbers, I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. It's very, it's so tight right like and like if i'm doing a bad like say if it's like what thing was like like my, my, my medication cost me like 200 bucks a month so like my parents will help me with stuff like that yeah just so that i can that i don't have to like because bartending jobs like i'd be working like from 3 p.m to 3 a.m and then i wasn't for like my first year here i wasn't able to like really dive myself into the scene because i was working so much mm-hmm. so i don't know i guess like eating <laughs> like 
just like this can of chickpeas a day is really working for my skin and for my career. That's all you need. I went, I bought asparagus tonight because I'm apparently rich. That's crazy. You seen the price of asparagus? It's like $6 for four of them. It was nuts, man. You, we should be, you should be able to smoke asparagus. That's not fair. I'm going to go dry this out, grind it's it up. It's fucking insane. It's going to take my, make my piss smell all yeah, it's a lot of money to make piss smell weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it, damn, did it taste good. Yeah? Good <laughs> yeah. boy. And I remember e- I'm eating it. I'm like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Just, That's $5 yeah, it was like food. In my head, I was eating a nice thick steak. <laughs> yeah. No, when I go and buy like certain things, like I spent this money on this piece of meat and I would eat it and I'll be like eating a dollar can of soup and I'm like, yeah, I missed that steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, uh, what's your, what's your diet? You eat uh, meat? I cook mostly vegan food, but I eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. Is like you like to at home you like to keep it uh keep it vegan. I just don't like cooking meat very much. It kind of grosses me out. Yeah. I don't know. No, I get it. You, you don't want to touch. Kira's, yeah, weird. Like, Kira's a vegan, but she loves touching the meat. Really? That sounds dirty. But, uh, <laughs> but like, weird. yeah, like if I bring a steak home, she'll poke at it. She's yeah. Like, oh, I feel so weird. It's so, it is. It's weird. When you think. I, I was a vegan for a couple of years, but it just was... I don't know. I changed medications and I woke up and didn't have empathy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the same kind of empathy. And I was like, no, you know what? I like chicken wings a lot. What's the medication for you? you want to for depression. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it just changed. It's weird. Like from medication to medication, like this one that I'm on now, like I like the taste of Tabasco sauce. I've never liked it before. Mm-hmm. Um, a study came out. Um, I was, I heard about it today on the Stern show. Um, they said, um, magic mushrooms is an antidepressant. It's, scientists have figured it out. So if you're feeling a little blue, go back to the old shrooms, okay? Yeah, they say that if you microdose that or LDS, LDSD. LDSD? Yeah, it's a new drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new drug. I just mean, it's fun. <laughs> or that, oh, you know that drug that's like the like hormone that your body gives out when you die? DB, is it DBT? There's a drug for that now? Yeah, there's a, no, there's a drug. Like, it's like a, a drug like that you take at, like, Vogue Fest or whatever. I was at a festival and someone was like, do you want some DBT? And, and I was like, that sounds made up. No, what is it? And they were like, I think it was called, it was something like, no, DBT is, is, the, is the dialectical behavior your body therapy. admits? Yeah, like, when you die, your, your body's like, and it gives you, like, a drug, I guess, to maybe, like, handle the shock of dying. I don't know what the science behind it is, but they were like, yeah, that it's this. And I was like, who did you buy that off of, like, a, a, a small smoke in the woods like was there a guy that was like come here would you like to try something like that doesn't sound like something you should be tasting during life but you tried it though right no No. i didn't i didn't i was already on acid mushrooms and drunk and i was like i don't know that death thing you're talking about acid mushrooms a weird combo my buddy last time i did acid actually was involuntarily uh the guy i bought mushrooms (laughs) off of really we're buddies we're all sitting around and uh i went to the bathroom and we all had our mushrooms we were gonna eat and when i was in the bathroom he poured fucking lsd on my on my mushrooms oh my god and everyone in the circle knew i didn't know until six hours later i'm like what the fuck is crazy <laughs> mushrooms and they're like i oh, did liquid you got acid, acid. that's like, so mean fuck? i did the uh, liquid acid and then ate like a chocolate mushroom that was like two and a half grams and then i think i did some mdma i was at a folk fest and we just like did all the drugs just and but i was sober like i was so bucked that i was just <laughs> completely just sober in tune. and i was drinking my beer and i was like this is doing nothing i like just dropped it on the ground. I was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you a drinker? I'm a big drinker. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Cause sometimes you're on, sometimes you're off. You're, you're mostly on, eh? I'm mostly on. Okay, yeah. Good. Life's I try to like, I don't know. I, I try to like, 
clean up or like sober up or stop drinking. And I'm like, but I love, I love you. Beer is so good. <laughs> it's I, so like, good. And it's, I don't really get too drunk anymore off beer. Like if I drink a bottle of whiskey, I'll be like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to fight everyone. But, but like, I, I, think I just drink I beer all night and just maintain a, like maybe one of my eyes will start to close. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, okay, now but I But I don't bed. get like the, when people get really drunk and they like puke and they're like, oh my God, oh, no, I, I don't get drunk yeah, like that. Yeah, I have not uh, But up. people will like, Callie from Comedy Bar, one of our bartenders, she's like, I haven't seen you that sober in a while because I just like went up and I hadn't had a drink at all. And she's like, your face just moves so much more. Like I am so much more expressive. And I was like, oh, damn it. And that's why it's better not to have a couple drinks before you go. But like sometimes it's like the fourth show that I'm getting to and you've had a couple beers at every show. it's, It's like we work in a business where you're drinking while you're working. Yeah. Like, oh, I better get I a can, beer. I'm up next. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like there, there is maybe a separation there where, I don't know. We work in bars, but where that's like, it's very fueled around people drinking and drinking more to have more fun and to yeah. laugh more. Well, it's the, the culture we're in too. Yeah. You know? So, but it's like, I don't know. I'm not a coffee person. I can't meet a friend for a cup of coffee. I don't like that. When dates are like, do you want to meet for coffee? I'm like, I'll be like, like, no, 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 no. But I went on a date with this girl and she was like, you know, it scares me with first dates. Like that it was that we had alcohol. And I was like, what <laughs> did it? What happened? Were you like, were you blackout? Oh my God. Were we, I'm so sorry. Cause we like made out or whatever. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I just like, that's like, maybe we don't get along as much as we did when we were drinking. And I was like, well, I wasn't drunk. Like if I have four beers, I'm like, here, give me that, give me that car and that baby and that truckload of pandas. Cause I got to get it to the Greek, you know, like I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. But if it's other people's four beers is like, like, I had half a sip of a wine cooler kind of thing. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But I think we're just, I don't know, we're more more—we're more seasoned into it. Yeah. And I don't, I've been drinking socially for fucking Ever. 20 years, yeah. 25 years. So things happen, you know? But yeah, nowadays I like, I'll do some shots every now and again and like get a bit drunk, but I'm never, never falling over. Never I have incoherent. to drink shots to get like drunk. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I go to spirits cow will get like the shots going and then we me and kyle end up going to cruise and then that's when i'm like i need to go home because i don't i can't drink yeah i'm not a person that throws up or passes out i'm just like no well, i'm a pot smoker too so i just i get a few beers in me i smoke a joint and i'm like well it's time to go home now. yeah because you're just like this is no fun yeah. i'm like i'm i'm yeah. literally I'm just so struggling f- to stay awake yeah <laughs> Just take me I kind of wish that I could, you know, like when you see people that are just like, I just want to know what that's like to just be like, like I've woken up and been like, oh my God, what did I say? Or like, did I pee in front of someone? I don't know. I've been blackout before, but I don't do anything that's like, oh, sorry. Like my last couple of years has been a big change for me. Like uh, I think probably since I started dating Kira, I've like... I'm not out every night till God knows. Well, I still am a lot of times, but uh, she's usually with me. So yeah, it's just uh, somebody kind of keeping you in check. But too. yeah, like it, it used to be, I was out every night, blah, blah blah. And then like I remember how excited I used to get for like festival season when uh, like any festival, comedy bar always goes for the four a.m. Yeah, uh, like any like, festival doesn't matter if there's a festival in the city, they apply for it and be like comedy bars open at four. <laughs> and I remember how excited I used to be. Now I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, I like, like four a.m. Are you fucking? Nuts? Yeah, like midnight. I'll be like, I'm just going for a dart, and then I just like, ghost. <laughs> yeah, they don't uh, they don't make them as young as they used to. Chantel's that is. I, my hangovers are usually two days, and I'm like, are we back? Are we back? All right. I guess we're going to cruise the tangos tonight, which is always. These are uh, these are queer gay bars. What's going cruise on? Cruise and tangos. I took Kate Davis there and Sean Enemy Emini uh, two weeks ago. How's Emini there? 
he was just so blackout drunk. Like he was like, you know, it's he had all, the one, yeah, eye. one eye. Always goes he, and he was just like, every time he put it, cause we were all buying each other rounds and Kate and Sean were just like, so happy to be there. And Kate was like, take us to Bruce and mangoes. And I was like, that's not what it's called, but that's what now what it's called. Like the best <laughs> name I could think of for a gay bar. And every time you handed Sean a beer, he would just like close his eye and it would be gone. Like he was so just gone. And then Kate, uh, was just like <laughs> Kate, me and Kate made out pretty hardcore. Oh, nice! Yeah. nice it was nice. It, they were so fun to have there because it was like having like a mo- your mom and like Dan from Roseanne and then Kyle and just like it was a good time. <laughs> it was like having our parents at the gay bar. <laughs> okay, I think I I don't know if I've ever really made out with Kate, but we've had some very wet Cl- kisses. Yeah. Yeah, she like she was like, come here. She was saying goodbye. She was like, it's time for me to go because we were very drunk. Like the, that was like buying rounds. Like and I had everybody's beer in my hand, and I was like, everybody's blackout drunk. Why did I just spend fifty dollars on a round of beers? And I handed it to everybody, and they kind of just like put it down and like, went in other directions because they were. So, and I was like, damn it! Oh, I knew I damn it! <laughs> um, but like Sean was just picking up other people's beers and chugging them as he went out. It was I was like, I respect you. I like you, buddy. But Kate was like, come here, give me a kiss, and I was like, okay. And then she like started making out with me and I was like but Kate and like I she's a woman she's an old like what is she probably like 50 she just turned 50 yeah she's 50 years old like she's a 50 year old woman like I'm like I'm gonna make out with you because you're gonna really like kissing me I'm a really good kisser and I know that you think I'm super cute so I was like and then she was like okay I'm out of here and then she was like okay one more I was like Kate you're crazy and then I was at Spirits this Sunday for the new Toronto Comedy Club show and Kate came in and I was like her husband came in and was like hey you and kind of like waved his finger at me and I was like oh no he wants to watch don't worry no and then I was like I was like, there's no way. Like, even if she, he, and then I was like, did you tell your husband? And I thought she would, cause like, it's so funny. Like we yeah. just like casually made out really quick in a gay bar. And she was like, no, I didn't tell him. And I was like, what? No, no, it's bad. <laughs> no, it's a secret. <laughs> Damn it. Well, let's hope Cleve doesn't listen to this. Yeah. And the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> I hear those. Not your, not your wife's cat. I didn't touch a pussy. <laughs> those, those two, uh, they like to have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you would love watching that. <laughs> just Cleve. Sean, sure. Sean, I was just like oh, what? he was like this is my best day ever I was like yeah really these two are the lesbians you want to watch Kate Davis and Chitel Marasica oh cue up that fantasy Let's yeah. yeah I'm picturing it right now I don't now. know that's like I feel like that's a different kind of kink I was like oh what a cri- is this a lesbian part? what's happening who is that is that her mom yeah are they mother and daughter this is great <laughs> mom I'm gay so am I <laughs> let's figure it out oh uh, <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll we'll start uh, we'll start taking this in for a soft landing here. All right. When's uh, when's the titty surgery? 2018. I'm just look. I'm just uh, reeling in on the funds. It costs 10 grand to get it done. 10 grand, eh? No, mm-hmm. don't uh, cover this one. Only if you identify as trans, then I don't. So you don't, I could you, lie. You don't want to check that box, just to. I could lie, but I think that I want. I'm going to get my friend Amber is like looking for a producer right now for a documentary, so it can be something that we look at. That OHIP should be covering it. I'd rather like non-binary people be able to see the transition on my end and be like, "Oh, that's okay that you want that I don't I don't identify with my breast doesn't mean I'm a boy, mm-hmm. and it means I should still get the same rights as a trans male or a trans female yeah. because it is on the spectrum of of trans of like being non-binary. So I'd rather like do a documentary and raise the money and raise awareness that like that's not covered for me because a lot of people are like just go through OHIP and they know nothing about it and I'm like nope thanks it's like when you can't sleep and they're like chamomile tea I'm like thank you <laughs> but um how do you I just this just popped into my head um there was a woman uh she got outed uh last year or two years ago about uh she was identifying as a black woman 
Do you put this on this? Like, can you? Can you relate to something like that? Like, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. That's okay. insane. Like yeah. the, the, that's a lived experience. Like being a person of color. Like I can't mm-hmm. tomorrow be like, I'm an urn or like, I'm a deer. Like people that identify as like ghosts or identify as wolves or identify <laughs> as uh, ethnicities that they aren't. Those are like, that's a lived experience. You can't just all of a sudden be like, I'm a deer. Like that makes zero sense. Yeah, but okay. Identity, but but questioning the gray area between black and white of gender is completely. I think I, I think a lot of people would be like, that, like you're gay, well you should marry a dog. Like there's that f- form of thinking like that it's the same thing. But yeah. I believe that like d- trans, non-binary, female, and like it's all just that's all part of like a stream of consciousness on the on of gender mm-hmm. and society is like it's black or white but there's this whole gray area where people identify but th- i don't that's that's gross so it's in your head like is, do you physically feel it or i don't I, like i, I, I don't even... i don't know it's very confusing for me because like i did for like the last two years i was like i must be a man i must be a guy because mm-hmm. i very much think like we 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 tend to think in black and white and i couldn't find that gray area and i was like non-binary they them i don't like that yeah. that's stupid so it's, it's a even plural. new to you too yeah i i used to like with my ex i'd be like they them that's hard that's really hard for me to wrap my head around and i would have like the same and then when i really like thought about it i was like what does gender mean and i'm like oh i'll i'll be a guy my name will be clark and i'll get my tits removed and then everybody can call me clark and i was like no that's that's i'm chantal marostica yeah. i just don't identify with my breasts and i don't identify with uh what my parents parents and society told me what a woman should be because i can be whatever i want and if i want to put a label on it like i still have a vagina so i guess if people want to still call me she and don't want to respect the they them it's just that's just a preference for me Mm -hmm. i don't know it's so when you start explaining it it's almost like a black hole like i start talking and i'm like am i still talking because it's so you can be anything i don't know except black yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't try to be black. <laughs> Let them have something. <laughs> and what do what what comes of the tits when they get cut off? You put them in a jar. I, I people have um people have asked me that, and I don't know. I have to have the money to like talk to the surgeon because they don't meet with you unless you have the money. So mm-hmm. when I have the money, I get to meet with. The, I want to have like the uh, the steps in place to be able to document that with like a documentary crew or with a with a, at least a good camera, so I can go and meet Doctor McLean in Mississauga and have that discussion and be like, so can I keep the tits? Um, so what's what's left after they cut them off? Like, is it uh, like just? It Flat depends. Chest, there's two. Scars or- there's two types. There's one where they like take your nipple out and then they pull uh, your your breast meat out and then reattach your nipples to the size that they should be you as a flat the, chest. You want to keep the nips? Yeah, I'd like that. That would be less weird. <laughs> something to something to grab on. Yeah, here. something to grab on. Your being, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You gonna keep those nipples? Yes. I am still a human. Well, I don't, I don't no, know. I know. It's I, don't know I just don't know how they come off. And then the other one is like the way when you get breast augmentation, they cut underneath and add. They just take it out, so then you have two lateral scars underneath your nipples. So it kind of, I don't know. You would if you like if you looked up the hashtag F to on Instagram. There's a lot of different. Um, female to male trans people that share their story and end their top surgery and can see what this what it looks like it's just a flat chest with two mm-hmm. it's like the scarring is kind of bad but it's also like part of i think your journey as a trans person or somebody who's getting that surgery um are you gonna go topless say you're at the beach like what what kind of bathing suit will you wear after this 
I don't know. I'm still like, I, I've, I'm kind You're of still a board like, shorts and t-shirt kind of girl. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I've always been like, and I was like, I'm a never nude, but I was just never comfortable with my chest to be naked. Like, like, if, like when the guy, when the guys all go to Hanlon's and stuff, like I don't want to go cause I'm uncomfortable with my chest. Like maybe I will want to pop it off, yeah, but I don't know how, free. I don't know how I'll feel about that. I think I would just buy one of those like old, old fifties swimsuits, yeah. but they like, they sell one like binder swimsuits, but I haven't come across one yet. All right, well, you ever want to get topless with me after the surgery or even before I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we should have like one less, <laughs> one less drive. Like you, if you, if like I, I am, I need two more grand, either you're going to see my boobs or Jeff's boobs. I got to get there. <laughs> I'm actually, um, as for a fat guy, I don't really have the tits, which, uh, you don't. When you nice. said that, I was like, um, what <laughs> are you, do you have dad bod dysmorphia? <laughs> uh, start, I don't know. Kira pointed them out to me uh, a couple weeks ago. She's like, Hey, you starting to get some tits there i was like hey we're finally at the point we can point each other's flaws out. all <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> yay i've been taking notes just stay away I'm from kidding. soy she's a very beautiful woman in there yeah your your partner's no faults over there <laughs> like reel it in buddy you just got engaged <laughs> um you know go. so we're wearing a 50s bathing suit we're uh we're going to jump in the lake and that's about it. I don't know. What's yeah. That? Let's uh, let's promote um, let's promote what you're doing to uh, raise money and awareness. Ooh, for on your top surgery on November fifteenth, which is also my birthday. Oh my! I'm turning thirty-four. Um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so November 15th at the Rivoli is uh, hashtag tell them boobs bye. And I uh, got a ton of my friendos doing sets and then we're just going to raise money. And has the fund already started is like, is there a go? Yeah, fund but the go, there's a GoFundMe, but like they take a lot of money out of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, say you donate $50, they give me, like, $38. Jesus. Yeah, and I didn't realize that until, like, they sent, and I was like, that's not the same amount. Wow. You just opened up my own bank account. Yeah. Email me some money. So, <laughs> basically, the tickets are 20 bucks through Eventbrite, so, like, if people can come or not, it's, like, 20 bucks is a pretty solid, gen- like, donation, mm-hmm. so if you go to tell them boobs buy or eventbrite.com and just write hashtag tell them boobs buy buy a ticket whether you're coming or not Sweet. support the cause get these titties off my chest yeah get my gut off my stomach we'll go double yeah. <laughs> and be like and this third boob you mean that guy <laughs> yeah please yeah. take my one oh i was gonna say M. stay away from soy it's very bad for creating man breasts really because mm-hmm. it creates more estrogen i'm not in your a soy body. guy but like because kira's a vegan there's so much soy in everything though 48 pounds of soy a week i believe yeah no i eat a lot of soy but i'm like i'm not really worried about that until i get these off and then i'm just on titty watch because then i'm gonna be on titty watch because then they come they can grow back you think they can totally grow oh, back. just like just fat tits now yeah just getting fat tits <laughs> and i'm like oh man well at least i know what the, how the other half lives um what about i guess you're gonna have to find a girl that is into the non-binary flat-chested sort of thing so yeah well like, I, i'm sure there's there's somebody out, like there's every one of my women i've dated that knows about it is like yeah then you're doing you and that's like if a girl really likes breasts then i guess they can date somebody else but there's people that are pansexual and also like i don't know every woman i've dated is like get them off well what do you do now when you hook up with a chick you just like you, you you wear a binder is it called yeah i wear a binder all the time except to bed and then i do take it off when i around with girls did is there any tit play in the uh they can touch them there are certain partners i've been with and i've been like don't touch me because i was just like i don't like you yeah. um <laughs> but if it's like it's not a, i don't there it doesn't turn me on in any way so okay. but if like if i'm just fooling around with a girl and, I, and they're like yeah i'm like yeah for sure yeah okay. 
I don't know. Hey, it's man. like if a girl touches your nipples, are you like, yeah? Um, it doesn't happen often, uh, but it's happened. I'm like, that's doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. That's that's. But like that's for girls, for you. but for like for people that like breasts, like I got really good ones. So like they're gonna be like, oh, and I'll Such be like, a shame go to see him go, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> while they get them while they're here. What's the, what's the nip like? You got a nice nip. Or? I have a really good ratio. Yeah, Man, and you're just gonna <laughs> fucking throw these. Before I get away. the surgery, I'll 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 put out some lewd photos on Facebook and get them blocked. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, just tag me so I know yeah. right away before. <laughs> oh, those are that Chantel. <laughs> and then they're gone. Forever. Look at those bitties. <laughs> and then they're gone forever. And then the internet just gets rid of them. Oh, too funny. All right. Well, um, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Uh, no, thank you. I've uh, I've learned a lot, and I think I'm better as a person. Now. I think you are too. You're sweating less. <laughs> well, I uh, <laughs> just joking. No, I'm sweating more actually. <laughs> That's I'm just I'm so great now. Leave me alone. Um, let uh, let the folks know where they can find you. Um, not, like I don't know, just yourself. I really like people following me on Instagram. It's yeah. at Chantal Morostica. Yeah, from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. And then Twitter at Shanti Morostica, and everything else is just my full name, Chantal Morostica. On LinkedIn. And come and find me. <laughs> What's LinkedIn for? Is you ever it a- find any other Chantel Morastikas out there? There's not another one that exists. That's nice. I got like 15 Jeff Balls. I know. There's so Two many. Two of them want to be comedians. I thought that, like, I think there might be a Chantel, T A L, at Morastika, but I think they're like distant relative of mine in Italy, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're full Italian then. I'm half Italian. Oh, half Italian. Nice, nice. Well, I'm half. Oh. I don't know what the hell I am. I'm a, I'm a mutt. Some Irish, mostly <laughs> I'm Irish, mutt. and then God knows what else. Um, all right, guys. That's been our uh, episode of the Potato Files. <laughs> we're going to file this one away. And we're, I don't even know what I do with it. The, there's no file, people. Yeah. There's no file. It's just a big, fat potato here talking. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks to my guest, Chantel Morastica, guys. You can catch me um, at Jeff Paul Comedy on all that fun stuff. And... Uh, uh, find me every Wednesday night at the old underground comedy club for Dope and Mike Comedy, a show that Chantel doesn't feel that she should show up for. Oh, uh, it was only one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was Horwood hosting. I wouldn't show up either. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Rye. Okay, guys, thanks. Listen again. Come back. We'll see you soon. Never Sleeps Network, Potato Files. Bye-bye. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.